with the NBA trade deadline coming later today, we have to talk about potential trades for the Chicago Bulls ahead of the trade deadline. What players can we see potentially leave the Chicago Bulls? And then we have one voicemail of the day. We're going to get it to it, talk it down, break it down. But you know, you got to hear the music first. Shy Boys Podcast with the Cognac Boys of Cognac Boy Bobby, and I'm holding it down on today's episode of Shy Boys Podcast. If you tuned in with me this morning and for the rocking with me for the day, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell as well. Now, look, we know it's a lot of things that's been discussed for the Chicago Bulls, and ain't let's be honest, we're gonna get straight to the point, straight shooter type stuff. We don't got much, much uh belief or much hope in this front office when it comes to doing anything at the trade deadline. Two years ago, they did nothing. They seen Lonzo Ball go down, did nothing. Instead, they went and got Tristan Thompson in the buyout market. Last year, still no Lonzo Ball. Bulls falling off to the cliff, seeming like the Bulls are struggling and struggling. They did nothing. They got Pat Bev at the buyout market. So one can really, really believe and look at the past history and say, hey, we know that first year that when the regime was in, that, that the trade deadline, they went and got Nikola Vucevic. But after that, nothing. Tristan Thompson. After that, nothing. Pat Bev. And now you could go based on history and say maybe there is a chance that the Bulls might make a move. But for the last few seasons, with all things considered and all things discussed, it's no, it's not much hope that the Chicago Bulls will actually do some. As uh, in fact, you had reports that came out by Chris Haynes is that the Bulls really, really want to remain competitive, and that's fair. And to be honest, hearing that from Chris Haynes' mouth leads me on to believe that the Bulls believe that this team is currently constructed can somehow, some way, make a push for the playoffs and potentially have some type of success. I'm not saying that's clearly out of the picture or they can't do it. I just said that I'm not really a believer. But you guys know we're going to rock with the squad. We're going to root them on, have the live calls, do the content, and we're going to support the squad regardless of what happens. Even though we may not like it, we still got to go ahead and uh, rock with the squad because that's that's what we do, you know? We, we might look foolish sometimes, but, hey, it is what it is. So if you're asking me right now, I don't really believe that anything will be done. But I have to leave the door open for any potential trades for the Chicago Bulls ahead of this trade deadline. That includes some of our players. The first guy up for me is DeMar DeRozan. I think when you look at DeMar, DeMar DeRozan, you're going to first consider his age. You're going to then consider his contract, you know, expiring deal this year, uh, 34 years of age. Uh, it was reported early on in the season that the two sides, that's DeMar DeRozan's camp and the Chicago Bulls, are not even close when it comes to a deal. So that's something that you have to think about. You might think about some contenders that might be out there that might want to go get themselves a DeMar DeRozan. I don't really know where that contender may be, but you never know. Somebody might be like, hey, we, we just need that one guy to help us close and we can go ahead and get it. You know what I'm saying? And when you talk about DeMar DeRozan, there's a lot of things that we have to consider, style of play, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes he's frustrating when it comes down to, hey, keeping his teammates involved down the stretch, 
and things like that. You get frustrated with those type of things. But at the end of the day, I still believe that he's more likely to stay. Which doesn't make sense to me. If you see to sign him or get rid of him, I don't believe in allowing him to walk away for nothing. But I honestly can see the Bulls saying, hey, thank you for your service. Go ahead and have a nice one. You know what I'm saying? I really, I really do believe that because the front office and the way they've been moving, they might not want to be the front office to take on uh, some more guys' contract, and they really don't know if these guys are going to pan out because let's keep it a buck. Do we really expect some great return if we do trade DeMar DeRozan? We have to talk about this. We can put it out there, and I have put it out there myself, but at the same time, we have to be honest with all of this to include every option out there. They get to trade him, which is something I'm not opposed of, you know what I'm saying, depending on the return, but then they can keep him, which is something I'm not fully in support of, but I will understand in a way, but I do think it will be a bit egregious. I will say that, but at the end of the day, I think he's more likely to stay because he fits well with Kobe. He's been a mentor to all the young guys on the squad, and he's a legit closer in this NBA. You can hold that that game the other night versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. DeMar DeRozan put the squad on his back. Kobe White led the whole, you know, the, was 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 the the driver. You know what I'm saying for that that second half of the game. But DeMar DeRozan said, "All right, bro, pull over. I'm gonna take over the driving, and we're gonna get home. We ain't taking no rest stop. Just pull over. I'm gonna use the bathroom. We're gonna hop back in the car, and we getting home." And DeMar DeRozan brought the Bulls home. So we have to consider all that stuff. And I can guarantee that the front office is like, oh, my God, we beat the number one seed in the Western Conference. This is outstanding. So DeMar DeRozan is number one. Number two is Alice Caruso. And I think that there is a potential that you can see Alice Caruso be traded. I believe that Alice Caruso is arguably the Bulls' most valuable player in, in the aspect of the trade market. Not the best but the most valuable player for the Chicago Bulls when you're discussing the trade package. Well, I mean, what can you not say about Alice Caruso? <laughs> Bro brings everything you want your team to, your players to bring to your team. Toughness, heart, effort. Man, it's on both sides of the, 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 it's on both sides of the court, on offense and defense. And this guy, every single game, how is it every single game? You got multiple plays out there where Alex Caruso is absolutely just making winning plays throughout every single game. Steals in clutch moments. Chargers in clutch moments. Sometimes he gets in a little foul trouble, but when he goes sit down and come back out, oh, the headband is rocking. The headband is rocking. But it's been reported that Alex Caruso and the Chicago Bulls, if they do elect to trade Alex Caruso, is looking for an OG Ananobi type of deal. That deal included two players in a pick. Um, they got uh, they said I believe it was Emmanuel Quickly and RJ Barrett, and they got a second round pick. So I think that's pretty good because if you think of RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett is a starter in this league. So you you swap starters, then you get you a role player with Emmanuel Quickly, and then you get you a second round pick. I think that's a fair deal. But I know that the, it's been also reported that the Bulls are looking for two first round picks. You know what I'm saying? But I think that if you can give the Bulls two solid first, uh, two solid young players in the second round pick, the deals match well. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think Alex Caruso isn't going anywhere. 
But you we still have to look at the potentials, y'all. That's the whole point of today's episode. Looking at the potentials because we never know what can happen. We all expect this thing to be dry, but anything can happen. So we got to put out the potentials, y'all. The last one, I think, uh, a guy on the Bulls team, I think, can potentially be moved is Drummond. Now, look, I'm going to preface this by saying I think this will be absolutely stupid because the Bulls already like size, so why would you get rid of Andre Drummond, right? Andre Drummond, I believe, is another guy that's on the expiring contract. If I'm y'all could fact check me on that. I believe that uh Andre Drummond is another guy on the expiring contract. He's a solid big man. I love everything that he's been bringing to the Chicago Bulls, hence why we've been calling him to get more minutes last season. So it's great to see that he's getting those minutes this season. You know what I'm saying? And the two-man lineup, hey, I asked C-Dub about it, about the Twin Towers in certain games. In certain games, this is nothing you want to continuously do. But in certain games, I believe it can work. I believe it can work. Just like it did the other night versus the Timberwolves. But I know there's some solid teams out there that can look for a big man like Drummond. Miami, but if you the Bulls, would you trade Miami? No, probably not. Philly, why would we help Philly? No. The Knicks? No, why would we help the Knicks? Like, I don't, like, I see, I can see the potential, but uh, I don't know. And then you look at Xavier Tillman, who was just traded from Memphis to Boston uh, yesterday. He was traded for two seconds. I would say if the Bulls want to stock up on assets, two seconds is cute. But can we get a first round? Or that's too costly. And uh, to be honest with you, I think that, you might want to keep him around for a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. Past the trade deadline for sure. I think that's something. And um, again, y'all, these are all potentials. Me personally, I don't think the Bulls are doing anything. But we also have to have the conversations of the what if, the potentials. These, to me, can be one, one of these three guys can be potentially moved. You know what I'm saying? One crazy one. And I throw this crazy one at you. Y'all want me to throw a crazy one at you? What if Patrick Williams was on the trade block? What if the Bulls said the hell with Patrick Williams? I don't think they they are. But wouldn't it be a shocker that they held Patrick Williams out for out of so many trades and then they was just like, yeah, time to get rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Because what if they like what they seen out of Julian Phillips? But at the end of the day, me, per- it's, it's just a little craziness. But, uh, yeah, we're going we gonna to relax on that. We're going to relax on that. But tell me what y'all think about the potentials, uh, the guys that can be potentially traded from the Chicago Bulls. I know it's the players around the league that you probably was going to look at, but I, I want to look internally to see what players could potentially be moved before the trade deadline. But, hey, before we get up out of here, we got a voicemail from Corn. Here's that voicemail. What's going on, Bobby? C-Dub, Big Steve-O Sticks. My cognac kings, what's the word, y'all? Um, let's get into it, man. Um, I got time until Friday, then all hands on deck up here at the Allegiant Stadium for the Super Bowl. So let's talk about it. Um, I want to say that Kobe White is the man. Um, he proved me wrong, and I don't like to be proven wrong. Uh, I was one of the fans that was ready to trade this motherfucker after the clap it up, <laughs> clap it up for the North Carolina shit. You know what I'm saying? Clap it up for the talk. I was ready to send his ass to the Bobcats. 
Take your ass down there, sis. Your ass is over there. <laughs> sis, your motherfucking ass up over there worried what the fuck is going on over there. Instead of what the fuck is going on right here. You a professional. You should be worried about college motherfuckers. Well, let me, let me digress. You know, um, I was proven wrong. Um, this kid, he reminds me. Now bear with me. These are for my early 2000 people. See the big Kev, I believe Bobby, I don't know. I'm 36 years old. So this is for my early 2000 people. He remind me if Gilbert Arenas and Brandon Roy in their prime had a baby. That's what Kobe White is developing to. <laughs> that's why I'm calling him Agent Zero 2.0. He reminds me just, just the willingness and the non-fit. Gilbert was not scared of the big moment. Gilbert was not scared to take any shots. Brandy Roy was the same way before he went down with the knees. Like, like people need to be reminded how special that man was. Brandy Roy was something, something great to watch in his prime, something beautiful to watch. Like, real talk. Just, just ask Kobe, you know? Um, and with Agent Zero, we all know what happened with him. Like I said, you know, the kids today, they don't know that he was the one that shot the ball, shot the three and turned around you know what I'm saying? Did the no look like Steph Curry. That's, that's Agent Zero. So I want to give my props to the Kobe White, Agent Zero 2.0, man. Keep on balling, man. And like I said, I am happy to be wrong <laughs> at this moment. Thank you for proving me wrong. Because like I said, man, I was one of the fans that wanted to trade at you, wanted to get rid of you, was looking at you as a commodity that we could just go ahead and, and flip you. But thank you for developing and proving me wrong. Because, like, a lot of people ain't going to say this. I'm going to say this. I was wrong on Kobe White, a.k.a. Agent Zero, two-point motherfucking O. Blessings, Cognac Kings. Peace. Shout out to Corn for calling in. Man, always showing the love, my guy. But you said some, some stuff. A guy, Brandon Roy and Gilbert Arenas had a baby. Man. I can really see it a little bit, but I don't want to go ahead. I, I think that's what we do a lot. I think we put a lot of pressure on these young guys. I mean, that, but that's the nature of the business. That's the nature of when you work production-based business and whatever, in, if it's production-based, you got to put on. So as of right now, I'm not going to put that much pressure on them, but I can see where you coming from in that light. And on another thing, a lot of us owe Kobe White apologies. I came to the realization a little early. I ain't going to lie, corn. I got to keep it a bean. I got to keep it a buck. When I, I was one of the ones, so I, I, I'm right with you, bro. I was wrong initially about Kobe. I'm like, get him out of here. He driving me crazy. But then I seen Kobe White start to defend, start to knock down threes more consistently, uh, improve that dribble. And I'm like, okay. Kobe White could definitely probably stick around. And then if y'all remember the offseason, we pretty much was like, bro, y'all trying to sketch, uh, look around the landscape and search for another point guard and hope Lonzo Ball comes back. Kobe White was a starter before. Kobe White improved. Allow him to compete. We never wanted to see Kobe White just be given the opportunity. We wanted him to earn it. So in the preseason, I said, give him a shot. 
Let Kobe White, Iodo Suman, and Javon Carter compete. May the best man win. My money on Kobe, even though I did believe that Billy Donovan will select Javon Carter. That was just what I said. But then at the end of the day, I vouched for it. And for the last season or so, even dating back to last season, I was asking around just about every appearance I did. You know what I'm saying? When I was on uh, Chicago Bulls Central with Hayes, while I was on Players' Choice with SB and C-Dub, um, while we was on the CNG podcast, shout out to those guys, all those guys that we mentioned. I was asking around just to, to field people's thoughts. Like, can you see Kobe White being more than just a six-man? Some people said no. Some people said yes. And that's their opinion. That's why we love to have the discussions. But I'm happy that I said yes. He could be more than a six-man. He was a starter before, was benched, rode the bench for a few years, and earned his way back. Kobe White, we all, we all, because I know so I know all of us said it once upon a time, trade Kobe White. We all got to give Kobe White an apology. That's just what it is, bro. That's just what it is. But I'm glad that I came around a while ago. But, hey, that's it for me today, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. Tune in. We might have some breaking news. We might not. But whatever it is, we will be right here to let you know how it all went down. Make sure you tune in. If you want to call in and be a part of our mailbags, you know what I'm saying, so where you get featured on our episodes, call in 773-242-9219. It's another episode of Shot Bulls Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm going to catch y'all on the next one for show. Come on, yeah.